You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch, the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely Michelle Yu. Michelle, where are you today? Oh, I'm spying on you, Billy. I'm are in you? the camper. Yep, oh, I'm the in camper. the camper. I have a good view of Veranda North. I'm nice. waiting for you to walk around in a towel. No, I'm, I, I, you don't want to see that. I did cupping. <laughs> I did cupping. Have you ever done cupping? Oh, yeah, I have before, actually. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. My, I feel great, but I have uh, uh, giant marks all over my back. I like it. That's all right. I'm okay with that. All right. Turn your volume up a little bit so I can hear you. Um, No, it's because when you call me on Skype, it doesn't let me do, like, I can't talk on my phone. It has to be on speaker. So I have it, like, really close to my face. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, We have a great show. We're not technologically great. We have a really cool show because we are bringing on Lane Brogdon, who's 13, and Lizzie Demerick, who's 10, and they are pinhooking the half-sister to uh, best pal winner, Weston, who your husband trains. What about this? I know. Cool, huh? I mean, it's so cool. These are two little girls who are obviously have great family ties. I'm very good friends with Craig Brogdon and Carrie Brogdon and also the Demerics. Um, They have the bloodlines to be uh, excellent pin hookers in the future. But this is their first horse. They spent $15,000 on her. And all of a sudden, boom. I'm, I don't know how much this Philly's worth. We'll, we'll find out from them when we, when we talk to them coming up. But uh, it's going to be a cool interview, so stay tuned for that. Uh, right now, we usually jump into our race recap. There was one big, giant race over the weekend that really was didn't even turn into a race, huh? Well, I mean, technically, there were like two of those, right? Oh, the right. The Happy Traverse and the Longines Test. I mean, yes. I, you <laughs> in know my what? opinion, both of those were just walkovers. Yeah. Uh, Tis the Law for Sacatoga Stable and Barkley Tag absolutely dominated the Travers. Uncle Chuck had uh, kind of a lot of momentum, a lot of steam heading into the race and uh, did not run well for Baffert, which is very odd because he usually comes up big in those kinds of races. Uh, Tis the Law is the dominant yeah, three-year-old. Yeah, but Tis the Law had foundation, foundation, foundation. I'm not. You know, Uncle Chuck, his third race. All I'm saying and, is Baffert usually comes through in those type of races with a better effort than Uncle Chuck ran. That was disappointing, was it not? Eh, he got 30 grand to go and run six. Okay. All right. It was all right. I mean, I mean we don't always see eye to eye. I felt it was him. disappointing, and you didn't. So okay. there you go. But Tis the Law, on to the Kentucky Derby, where he will be the prohibitive favorite. And uh, they'll be bringing some Who yellow school buses. Who is going to beat him right now? I don't know. There was a couple other three-year-old races. Art Collector was impressive in the uh, – I don't even know what race Ellis it was. Park Ellis Derby. Park Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was impressive. He'll he'll be one of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, top choices, yeah. I guess, after yep. Tis the Law. And uh, I saw authentic work this morning at uh, uh, here at uh, Del Mar. He looked okay. So, uh, listen – 
the Derby's going to have a bunch of, uh, during the week, everybody's going to find the wise guy horse that can beat Tis the Law. And right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But I'll tell you this, well, Michelle. We'll see. A lot of people have wise guy horses because you're on the backside. You're trying to stare at who looks good. Right. No one's allowed in the backside right now. Churchill Downs just released their plan. No one on the backside. There's going to be a small amount of owners allowed. They're capping uh, attendance, which is normally 140,000 at 23 or 24,000 people. So it's going to be a completely different derby. And one thing that we see a lot of times at derby is you have a lot of these horses that are still, you know, non-winners of one. Now we might have a more compact field, but you're going to definitely see the caliber of a lot of these because they've already contested not only against each other, but they've also run races uh, you know, in, in a similar distance to the Derby. They have run as far as the Derby. They have run against multiple stakes races. So I think it's a really intriguing year. I do too. And I'm going to say this about Tis the Law before everybody just jumps in and says he can't be beat. If it's a full field, and it's expected to be a full field even in this strange year, he has been running against very small fields where he has been putting himself in perfect positions and credit Manny Franco credit Mm -hmm. Manny Franco credit tis the law because he has enough speed to put himself in the right spot however and you and I both know when there's 20 horses charging it's a whole different ball game and all it's going to take is a little bit of trouble that can Mm -hmm. level that playing field a little bit so let's see what happens we have a month about a month what do we have three three and a half weeks till the derby so um it's in this strange year anything can happen that's all I'm saying. Best of luck to his connection, Sacatoga Stables, who did win with Bunny Side a couple of years back, and Jack Knowlton, about the nicest guy you can ever meet. He yes. was a guest on our show. He was great. Um, so super thrilled for him. They said they wanted to win the Run Happy Travers, and they finally got that. I mean, this is this horse has done nothing wrong this year, and he's been really thrilling, I think, Billy, to watch. The way he makes that like early move. Yeah. No, he's been dominant. Love, I love that move. And he's a beautiful horse with the big white blaze. It'd be interesting yeah. to see him and uh, Honor AP hook up. Yeah, right? With their, their, their <laughs> it'll, both... look like, it'll look like the Clydesdale, uh, the right. Clydesdale convention came to town. Right. The other impressive uh, performance that Michelle was uh, talking about was Gamine, mm-hmm. uh, who completely destroyed all her competition in the test for Bob Baffert and Michael Lund-Peterson. Uh, Johnny V had the ride. I, I read a funny quote today uh, from Ron Anderson because we also know there are jockey restrictions going on right now at Churchill Downs. And Johnny V is one of the uh, jockeys from New York who will be going to Churchill. And Ron Anderson said uh, he would go if that filly was running in uh, German, uh, Russia. He said Russia. Then uh, John <laughs> would be going to ride in Russia. So um, she's a very special filly. We all know that. Interesting uh, uh, Twitter bit, Michelle. Uh, owner yep. uh, Dominic. What's his last name? Savetti's. My uh, sister is here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, had a real problem with this race. And I'm curious to hear your take. Um, apparently, the instructions for Joel Rosario aboard Venetian Harbor were to make the lead at all costs. You send this filly, and I want her in front of Gamine. Um, right. That was the instructions. He said, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm quoting this from what I've heard. He said that he said, I don't care if I finish last. I just right. want to be in front of Gamine. Now, if those were the instructions... Um, Rosario really didn't follow him because he kind of took a hold, sat right next to Gamine, and thought that was the best way to beat her. So how do you feel um, when you hear all this? And it's been quite a stir on Twitter. Yeah, definitely has been. Um, 
you know, Ryan's kind of in that same ballpark with, with a lot of riders where he's like, send this horse no matter what. Like, whip him out of the gate. Whip him up the backside. I don't care if we run last. That's what I want, and that's how those horses run well. And we have seen that be the way Venetian Harbor is able to win. And the, knowing that Gamine is probably quicker than her overall, that's the only way you can take it to her, right? You can't let Gamine just go out there and float around. You have to put pressure on her by getting in front of her. So I think they were on to something telling Joelle that. Um, the fact that Joelle didn't even try to really hustle her up there, I think, was probably disappointing on their aspect. And obviously, riders have to make split-second decisions. But at that point, there were two of them in that race. He easily could have used her up and, and gone to the front. And we saw earlier on with Serengeti Empress, um, you know, she had a replacement rider. And the, the, the um, instructions to her is pretty much the same, right? Gun it go 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 right and she broke slow wherever. and then came up the rail and ran an incredible race right and but that's like how she runs best if you try and rate her she does not give her a game anytime you've tried to rate her she has not won you have to just send um and so i think that they should be disappointed that joelle didn't listen on the flip side of that you also picked joelle rosario who i think yes. is one of the best finishers in the game i don't necessarily consider him the best send rider you know what i mean no like, exactly and that was my point me, who do you want to whip the horse out of the gate i'm not gonna be like oh joelle right i said the same thing and i was thinking the same thing if you really wanted that if you wanted a jockey to do that maybe rosario isn't your guy and maybe right. that's where the mistake was made but regardless now, ron Venetian... anderson is his agent too and he can be very persuasive um absolutely you know and, and it's 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 almost easier i just don't personally like all, i don't like all the collusion talk like that kind of stuff. I I I can't imagine oh, you that. Oh, you think that because like you think that that the agent was like, hey, let's run one two here. Yeah, not the not necessarily the agent, but there was stuff that you know Rosario didn't want to piss Baffert off because he obviously rides for him, and he didn't want to go and you know, drill the other filly, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's a grade one. You, you, yeah, you have it's to a hope grade that one. Guys... The winner got one hundred and sixty five thousand. The second place finisher got sixty thousand, and those two aren't split in the pot. You know what I mean? Right. So I think you want to win at all costs. And I think that Joel probably thought he was doing the right thing by saving horse. Unfortunately, it was just the wrong horse to try and save something on. Absolutely. Well, let's do this, Michelle. We have, uh, what, we have a couple more races we can go over before we get to uh, oh, Lane yeah, and Lizzie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Back here. At, well, let's see. There was also the Adirondack, which I actually didn't watch, that went to Thoughtfully. Did you see that race? No, but I thought was that was a yes, wasn't that a journey yesterday? song? No, uh, yesterday. Adirond Adirondack no, is a journey we're song. We're talking about races that that don't no one even cares. That's a great two for two year old fillies. Oh man. Okay. okay. Thoughtfully. Smooth like straight won the La Jolla. Yes. Um, Michael McCarthy, which he ran amazing, and Storm the Court actually ran really well to finish second. I thought he ran very well in his turf debut for uh yep. for that crew. Uh, with the two-year-old champion, yes. Um, border, border. Um, X line. Ryan X line is the owner. Yes, he's been on our X line border racing. Yep. Um, that you know that's our two-year-old champion. He'd only run on the main track, and they put him on the grass, and he's by Court Vision. So I think that was a great try for him. And Smooth Like Straight was coming out of a monster win over at Churchill, so I think that he just kind of stamped himself there. And it wasn't an easy race. I mean, there were several horses coming out of really good efforts in stakes races, so. Overall, I think that that horse ran really well. Yeah, and uh, Cannon Thoroughbreds is the owner of 
of uh, smooth like straight. So it's important. Um, They do a really good job with their horses and they have little cannons on their socks. Michelle, I thought you would like that. Do they? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, no, no, Um, Also was the uh, yellow ribbon stakes, which went to Calvin Nguyen's Bodicita. And I have to give Billy some props here because on the play against Ray Pollock uh, handicapping competition, Billy was all over Bodicita and picked up a cool, what, 300 and some odd bucks? Yeah, I kind of crushed Ray. I think I really yeah, broke him. I might have broken I him. I think you embarrassed him. Because he was he popping off. On the show this week. He was totally popping off about, you know, how, how ridiculous it was that I was even in his league as far as handicapping. And then I just really showed him up. But I'm going to stop at that. I don't want to rub it in any more rays. You know, I think he's struggling. I think he's struggling. <laughs> uh, then we had the best pal stakes, which we won with Weston, owned by Chris Dracos and us. And what Yay! a great story. Congratulations to both you and Chris Dracos and Ryan Hansen on a tremendous job and a, uh, what a nice horse he is. And, and I'm sure you guys are excited to uh, run in the Del Mar Futurity. And this is why a guy like Chris Dracos has gotten into the game to run in big races and a tremendous job by the Hansen family of uh, having him ready to fire his best shot. I, I'm really, really proud of you guys. Thank brought you. A tear to my he ran really well. He did not have a very clean trip. He got checked down the backside, and then he got moved out, and then he was between horses, which is not an ideal situation for a lot of horses to be in. Um, and he fought it out down to the wire. So he I really did. He, he was very game. Really well. Very game. Um, also, back east, there was the ballerina, the grade one ballerina. We which talked about Serengeti Empress. Empress won, yep. and she just was tremendous. I think she went 43 and change for the half. Yeah. Um, just pouring it on. And then late, Bellafina was coming, but she was not going to reel in Serengeti Empress. What a what a star to have in your barn if you can just get her going in the right direction. Oh, is amazing. You know, she won the Kentucky Oaks, so was, uh, and now she has the ballerina. Um, she's owned by Joel Politti, who I think, believe, was on our <laughs> show, on Michelle. Show. Yeah, yes, you know, he was. the show, we have good karma. He was on before she won the Oaks, I think. I think so, too. But she's now earned $1.9 and she's probably m- worth more than that as a broodmare. So congratulations to uh, the Politti family. The breeder was uh, Tri-Equus Bloodstock uh, and uh, Thomas a- Tom Amos, who's done a great job with uh, Serengeti, Serengeti interest. Um, the Phillies side of the two-year-old races was the Sorrento, and it went to my girl Red, who is owned and bred by Eric Brem, uh, for Keith DeSormo and Flavian Pratt, and she looked super, uh, winning by almost five lengths. Very impressive, Philly. She looked good. Yep. And we have to have Eric on one day. Okay. We can do that. All the Texas Red connections right there. Um, then the Saratoga Special went to Jackie's Warrior. I did not watch that race, so I can't tell you anything about it. You know, whatever, Michelle. Did you watch it? Of course I watched it. I watched <laughs> all the Bassison, races. Kirk Robinson, J&J Stables. Yeah, she was very impressive. A lot of was very she? impressive moments here on our show today. He won by three I don't think people lane. care. I think people want to hear Lane and Lizzie. I think so too. All I was right. Saying, let's... You know Steve Asmussen's won like 16 two-year-old races, like since June or something like that. Like I there's some crazy number. Once he figures things out, he's going to be a pretty good trainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. This will take t- two seconds, and then we'll get to Lane Brogdon and Lizzie Demerick and hear their story of Sweetie, the horse that they are, the filly that they are pin hooking uh, in November. So we'll be right back. Midnight storm, striking sire line. Grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile, just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking speed, 110 by 133 and one. 
seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf, defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. Welcome back to the Horse Ownership Experience. As we've talked about, we have two very, very special guests today. Uh, Lane Brogdon is 13 and Lizzie Demerick is 10 and they are in the process of pin hooking their very first horse. And Michelle, it's a horse that you know very well. It is a horse that I know very well. It's the half-brother to our recent stakes winner, Weston. And half I sister. actually tried to buy her already. <laughs> yes, half-sister. So let's let's start with Lane. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how uh, this all came to be. Well, so I have well, a brother and a sister, of course, and then my parents are in the horse business, so they're already doing it. So luckily I got to go through them and they really helped me and it's lucky that they're in it because then I got to do all the stuff I do now and grow up in the horses. So I've learned a lot more than most people get to. So my sister, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. We're listening. Okay. My sister actually came up with the idea of doing it. She came up to me one day and was like, Wayne, we should get a thoroughbred and do that. And so now she's another partner that hasn't done as much with us, but she still like is with us. And so she came up with the idea in the beginning to do all of that. And, and, and you and Lizzie are, are longtime friends. Lizzie went, did Lane approach you with this, with this idea? Yes. And, and what was your first impression? What was your first take that you thought about? When Lane asked if I wanted her to partner, I jumped to the opportunity. I mean, it's pretty much the, pretty much the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. I have I the know, chills right, right? now. Um, uh, um, so, Lane, so you get together and you guys go to the Keeneland sale. Is that where this filly's from? And tell us a little bit about the process. I've seen some pictures. This filly looks beautiful. How did you How did you pick her out? Uh, yes, I went to the Keeneland sale. Lizzie was sadly in Florida still. Otherwise, I'm positive she would have wanted to be there. Um, so the first day I went out, we went around. I went around with my dad looking at all of the horses at all the different barns. And that was the day before our horse, our Tapature Philly Sweetie, was selling. And so I went around with him, looked at all of them. The ones that we liked, we, of course, looked at their x-rays and all that. And so my dad really had to help me because I was really confused, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so he helped me figure out how to do it. And so then the next day I went out with my grandmother and looked at more. And so I found another one with her that we really liked. And so later that day, my dad went with me to look at her and see what we thought about her. And we ended up liking both of them. So, But I really had that gut feeling that Sweetie was the one that I wanted and that she was the one that I was going to get that I really thought was the right one for us that would do really well. And so I went with her and... And, well, my mom ended up flipping the other one that I didn't get. <laughs> but, 
And well, so, yeah, now we have her, and she's doing great. What about the process going into finding her? You said you walked around with your dad, but did you look at every single horse, or did you make a short list first? And why did why did she stand out to you? Well, I made a short list at the house that took forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> my parents explained to me what horses were good, what wasn't so good, what they thought I should look at. And so I was asking them at, like, every horse what if they thought the stallion was good. And they'd be like, yes or no. And and, and they were very annoyed. <laughs> they were, I kept asking them about the same stallion, like, over and over again because I'd forget. And so eventually I ended up with my short list of about 15 to 20 the first day, I think. And the second day, it was probably like 10 to 15, so a bit less the second day. And yeah. so... Oh, I heard Lizzie. Hmm? Lizzie, were you involved in this uh, shortlisting? As Lane said, I wasn't able to go to Keeneland because of school. Oh, school. Why We could have blown off school for Keeneland, don't you think? This is definitely like live, live, like real life experience. Yeah. Know? I mean, I know your parents very well. Don't they don't they prioritize Keeneland over school? I'm joking, Lizzie. It's okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, when you were when you were looking and making your shortlist and asking your parents questions, um, what were you trying to narrow down? Specifically something that you could flip within a year, or were you wanting something that you like what were you looking for? We were looking for a weanling to sell as a yearling the next year. So, like, what we did with Sweetie, she was what we were looking for. Um, and so we wanted something young that we'd be able to sell the next year and hopefully profit off of in a good way. Um, and so I would had to, like, flip over, like, a million broodmares in it and stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know how my mom does it. It takes forever. <laughs> how did you set your budget? So we kind of talked together with our parents. Like Lizzie and I both like talked to our parents about what they thought we could do and how much we should like narrow ourselves to and like the days that we should go out and find our horse. And so we got all of that together and we talked to each other about it so that we could have it all together and really know what we were doing. Lane Brogdon and Lizzie Demerit joining us here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Um, Lizzie, are you back in school now? Um, yes. What is your favorite subject? Probably math. Math. Well, you're. Oh, well, that's, good that's interesting person. because I was gonna ask. I was going to ask Lane. Tell us about what you were feeling when you went into the auction area. The uh, to 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 actually bid on Sweetie. Were you nervous? Were you excited? What did you think? And and how much were you re ready to pay? I was really nervous, but I was super excited. And so my mom, well, my dad was going to bid for me in the beginning. And then my mom was like, Craig, let Lane bid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, so and, then I, go ahead. 
Oh no, I wanted to hear about the bidding. So obviously you 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 bought her, you bought Sweetie that we're calling her for 15,000. When did you start bidding? I started bidding pretty much at the beginning, at the very beginning. My dad bid first and then it was me. And so I just went right for it. And you and got her. So then the first yeah, well, the person we were bidding on her against was for a really good friend. It was like a horse for a really good friend of ours. Oh, no. So, so you were like, like, hey, let me have this horse. Yeah, stop bidding. Yeah. Me and Lizzie need a horse. <laughs> it was actually for my like best friend since I was like five, dad. Oh, wow. And so so, but we ended up with her because we just kept going. We wanted her. That's awesome. What was your What was going to be your top number? Like, where did you have to stop? We were planning to stop at twenty. Okay. All right. So that's that's good. I have a question. We're for Lizzie. Lizzie, when you when Lane called you and said we we got a horse. I love her. She's this beautiful tapature filly, and I'm calling her Sweetie. Like, what what did you say? What was your reaction? I was really happy with Lane's choice to buy Sweetie. My mom also said that it was a good-looking horse. Oh, that's amazing! I, I wish and I was are, in. The, I wish I was in that are, conversation. Don't you, Michelle? Yes, I do. Are you guys gonna continue to do this? Uh, so, so let's let's. Well, let me finish up real quick. The plan with her then is to sell her at the Phasig yearling sale, right? And then return some of the money, and then put the rest in a college fund. Is that what I was told? The plan is to put it in the college fund, but I want to spend it on my next horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about Yeah, right like there. mother, like daughter. I know Reinvest. Carrie very well. Reinvest. Well, do you – okay, now that you're a horse owner, like, you know you bought her to sell, but, like, you call her sweetie. I know you've been around her. Are you kind of, like, falling in love with her? Do you not want to get rid of her now? I – we really like her. She's an awesome – baby she's super sweet and it's gonna be sad to let her go but we know that she's gonna be able to have a great career and do well and that my mom can track down like any horse even after like 10 years so we know we'll be able to find her and see what she's doing well this is this is truly an amazing story lizzie anything else that you that you would like to say to lane or to anybody else who is who is trying to get in and do this process of buying a horse because it looks like you guys really bought a good one here we got lucky <laughs> they, they knew when i went knocking on their door trying to buy this billy before weston we ran. got lucky i'm putting that's the greatest quote ever lane listen lizzie lane we wish you the best of luck and we will be following along this story, and and we, we maybe one day after she sells, we'll have you guys back on for a uh, for a recap. Huh? Do we have any idea, Lane, what the uh, what the reserve might be? Have we talked about that? I am not sure. Okay, I have to ask my. Well, I think I think the price went up now that Weston, the half brother, has won the uh, best pal and will run in the Del Mar Futurity. So let's all root for Weston. We all have interests. Yeah. Hopefully he does super well. All right. <laughs> Lane, Brogdon, Lizzie Demerick, thank you so much for coming on the show. We, I think you are by far the youngest the people youngest we've ever guest. had. And, yeah. and we really appreciate the time. Say it again. 
thank you for doing this for us. No. Oh, absolutely. It's thank you, guys. This is this has been amazing. We really, really appreciate it, and we wish you the best of luck. And say hello to all of your parents for me and Michelle. Okay. Okay. I'll make sure to. All right. Thanks, Yay. you guys. Good luck. Good luck with Sweetie. Thank you. All right, guys. That's uh, Lane Brogdon, 13-year-old, and Lizzie Demerick joining us in the Horse Ownership Experience, and we'll be right back after this. Midnight Storm, Striking Sire Line, Grade 1 winner by Pioneer of the Nile, just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking Speed, 110 by 133 and 1. Seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf, defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. And we're back. I mean, Michelle, I I, I don't know what to say about that interview. I how I had cute, chills for most of it. What? Well, Billy, you are so cute um, talking like you love kids. I and do love she kids. she was like, we just got lucky. <laughs> that was, was like, amazing. Dying. That was great. We just got lucky. I mean, if that's that should be a T-shirt, right? We just I got lucky. I mean, they're both. I mean, Lane, Lane is thirteen years old. I couldn't imagine being interviewed like that when I was thirteen. You know, Lizzie's right? obviously very answers. young. She's ten. I mean, she's a she's a little little girl. Yeah. I mean, I'm just they so awesome. I'm so proud, and it, we we talk about young people getting into this game, and you could hear especially from Lane, the, the passion she has for it and the fact that she went through the catalog and made a short list and bugged, bugged the, what did she say? Bugged the what out of her parents? She was... Bugged, yeah, bugged her parents, but they were annoyed at <laughs> Yeah, her. they were annoyed. But um, I know her parents very, very well, and uh, I can only imagine how much pride uh, they have in Lizzie, I mean, in Lane. And also, I know the Demerics very well, and, and I'm sure they feel the same way about Lizzie. I think it's one of the coolest stories uh, when I read it, I was just, I have to, we have to call them. We have to get their right. version of the story. And I think it's really, really neat. And hopefully there's other young people. You know, uh, let me, let me stop there. Hopefully well, there are other people right in the game. Well, can I just say right there when they were like, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be our, for our college fund, but I want to roll it over into another horse. I, I mean, love that. Of course, because she's in horse racing and this is what we right? do. We just roll. That's what we do. So anyway, um, Lane and Lizzie, thanks again for coming on the show, and we really enjoyed the interview. Michelle, what's uh, happening this week? Uh, coming up at Del Mar, we've got nine races on Friday, 11 on Saturday, 11 on Sunday, the Solana Beach Stakes. We're going to do Beach Bus, Ray Pollock versus someone else this week. We don't know who it is um, yet? I don't He's going to carry my mantle. Um, well, I, I, I thought Brittany Erton was on the schedule, but... I don't know if that's official Whatever. or not. So TBD. Uh, and then the CTT and the TOC stakes are on Sunday, which is also the draw day for Pacific Classic, which, can you believe it, is next week? Am I reading that right? Yeah, it's next week. This is insane. Wow. It's now like we're now we're in full uh, speed mode. Um, someone wants to say hello to you, though, Michelle. Okay. Hold on one second. Come here, special guest. Okay. Just talk uh -oh. over the microphone. Hi. It's my favorite Koch. Hi. Hi. Congrats on yourself? last. Oh, the, hi. I'm Emily Koch, Billy's you. younger sister. Did you say younger and much better looking sister? <laughs> I don't know about that. Everyone loves, <laughs> loves Billy's looks, but I'm just younger, smarter, nicer, better. Yeah. <laughs> 
but huge congrats to you and and Ryan. That was so awesome. I was so happy for you guys uh, on that win last oh, weekend. Them. I think you were the first person to text me, maybe. <laughs> I'm quick on the text. I'm quick on the draw. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had to watch the race on my phone, and I got, like, two texts before, like, they even crossed the wire on my phone. Oh. I think one of those was you. Yeah, probably. Well, it's very great to be down at Del Mar. It's my first time this summer um, and I'm staring at the track and I'm just really excited and happy to be down here. I picked up some Claire's. Um, we're gonna go out tonight and have some fun and I'm gonna give Billy a little safely, handicapping safely lesson. Safely though, with masks, right? Yeah, of so course, of course with masks, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, um, all right, take care. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> That is that is the great Emily Koch here on the Horse Ownership her. Experience. Um, what did she say she was? Smarter and what else? Nicer. Prettier. Nicer. No, uh, nicer. She said nicer. nicer. And better. And Yeah, smarter, nicer, and better. Okay, I'll take it. That That's sounds fine. like a good horse name. Smarter, nicer, better. Smarter, nicer. Let's say it as Trevor because people like it when you do that. Smarter, nicer, better. Are you in uh, – let's – you know, we always talk about Colmus. I think Colmus is still good. I'm liking it. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Oh, you're not as big a fan as I am. It's all right. He's all right. All right. All Listen, right. we have to thank everybody. Lane Brogdon, Lizzie DeMerrick, Delmar, Santa Anita, uh, Taylor made. Thank you for uh, allowing us to do this show. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, at uh, I'm at BKLRF. At Own a Horse is our Twitter feed for the uh, uh, the show. At the Michelle Yu. Billy at littleredfeather.com is my email. If you want to buy a horse, you want to own a horse, you want to talk about owning a horse, anything that has to do with owning a horse, you hit me up and, and we'll get right back to you. Michelle, again, final congratulations to you on to the Del Mar Futurity. It's so exciting. Um, LRF Maybe. has some live horses this week, so pay attention, yeah, people. Yeah, tell me. Tell me a horse, Billy. Well. You have to give us a guaranteed winner. We run Raimundo's Secret and Z-Drop together. Tomorrow, I know. In I, the race. I prefer Raimundo. Am I right or wrong? Off the bench. Um, she's training really, really well. Uh, I if the pace gets hot though, I think Z Drop's going to be coming fast at the end. But Raimundo is really, really doing well. I think they both have have big shots in there. Saturday we have uh, um, Ronimo, who just barely got beat on opening day. We have uh, Tilted Towers, who had a brutal trip, uh, his first race back this year. He has a big shot. And then The Hunted uh, drops in for a tag for the first oh. time in the last race. So that might be a little get-out race for everybody with The Hunted. Um, so it should be a fun, fun weekend. Uh, I'm staring at Del Mar. It's we a beautiful day right now. We didn't even get to talk about Beguiled. Oh, I don't want to talk about Beguiled. I, oh. I kicked the chair so hard, I think I broke my foot. I'm not okay, kidding. We'll it was really bad. Week, Let's week. save it. I, I can't talk about it right now because I might just throw up on the microphone. <laughs> All right, everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Michelle, get it done. You're the best. Really appreciate it, and uh, have a great day. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces, he's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. 
Daddy Long Legs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.